It is Tuesday. That means it's time for Mobility Makers, brought to you by Bridgestone. No matter what the next generation of mobility will be, it will be on wheels, and Bridgestone will be there. Bridgestone solutions for your journey. A little bit of breaking news early this morning. GM and Honda uh, releasing uh, news that they will co-develop affordable EVs targeting the world's most popular vehicle segments crossovers, things like that. So EVs in bigger packages. But the key word here is affordable. What is re- are reasonable expectations here that they can bring these prices down? Michael Strong is covering it as managing editor for thedetroitbureau.com, and he joins us on this Tuesday. Hello, Michael. Hi, uh, hi Guy. How are you? Good. No surprise here. I mean, they've been co-developing a lot of things over the past few years in the EV sphere, um, what what are some reasonable expectations about how they can impact affordability? Because right now that has eclipsed range anxiety as the number one thing that is, is slowing consumer uh, adoption down. Well, sure. I mean, you know, all, all, the price of all vehicles is going up, so especially, you know, electric vehicles. But I think, you know, what they're looking to do is, through this collaboration or the big thing that you can hope to forget down the road is that cut in price is the drop in the price to develop battery technologies. You know, GM's talked at length about trying to get the cost per kilowatt hour down to $70 and below, which would then put it on par with gas-powered vehicles. And right now they estimate that to be about $100 or $110. Uh, But one of the ways that you get that price down is economies of scale. So if you can start building with a partner and, you know, and build in large numbers, you get that economy. And uh, I think they're hoping that um, this will also, you know, help them in not only get that lower price for the vehicle, but also help them with profitability. So what does Honda bring to the party that GM, with its Ultium battery uh, platform, doesn't have already? Um, it's a mix of, uh, you know, building processes uh, and uh, technology uh, that GM doesn't currently uh isn't as current currently as advanced in like solid state batteries and that sort of thing. And also, you know, Honda typically builds a really good car right. and they come out oftentimes really well in quality studies. So uh, anytime that you can pull best practices from somebody who's really good at something, everybody benefits. Help, help our audience understand the promise and the potential that solid state batteries hold and, and how do they really differ from the, the lithium ion uh, battery platforms that we've seen thus far? Well, without going into the chemistry of it, basically the big benefit is is that they're smaller, they hold more, and they charge way faster. So the common complaint, aside from range anxiety and aside from price, is, oh, my goodness, I'm going to have to stand behind this thing for three hours to charge it. Yeah. Well, solid-state batteries hold the promise of you pulling up to a pump and charging your vehicle from, you know, from nothing to full in a time very comparable to a gas or a diesel-powered vehicle. When might we see these per- first GM Honda partnered vehicles come to market, and what segments are, gonna, are they going to be targeting first? Um, well, the, through the announcement today, um, it sounds like they're targeting uh, small crossovers. Uh, you know, as you know, GM recently announced that um, they would have a $30,000 Chevy Equinox EV available in 2024, and uh, GM officials today said that their the, the first vehicle out of this this partnership would slot below that, both in terms of size, but also in terms of price. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, so now Honda was a little more circumspect when their representative spoke. He, you know, he's, well, we're not talking about what we're building and when it, you know, when it will or you know, how much it will cost or anything like that. But they're working together. So I think, you know, it's probably fair to make a few assumptions about that. So GM's Equinox EV, when it comes out, they claim will cost only about $3,000 more than the gas-powered version. Might they be able to shave a few dollars off of that, or will it be the next generation of Equinox? It's likely to be the next generation of Equinox. But, you know, again, as, you know, they keep forming new new partnerships, you know, if Honda sees that GM is progressing well with the technology that they're going to use in the Equinox, maybe they decide to climb on board with that as well. Then they get those economies of scale that we've talked about. And those prices start to drop a little more, and maybe they, you know, maybe that finds its way into a, you know, onto the sticker price. Before I or let you go, I know Ford dropped its first quarter sales numbers yesterday. The the semiconductor shortage continues to um, dog the the automakers. How uh, how bad were the numbers, and what are the prospects for improvement? Um, the numbers were better than GM, but worse than most others. Um, they were down a little over seventeen percent through the first quarter. Um, and it's the same. It's the same old, same old with Ford as well as GM and most of the others. You know, there's there's no semiconductor chips, and until we get the chips, you know, the 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 inventories are going to remain low. And if you you know, customers are used to walking in and having a, a, a slew of vehicles to choose from, and now to get the vehicle that you want, you have to order it. That takes a long time, especially when you know they're already running short on the needed parts to build them. Right. So I I think it's probably safe that you're not going to see big change until early next year all right we will await that michael strong in in the meantime we will read about it at the detroit we appreciate your time thank you sir take care bye now